This is Cinema Architects, where four future architects sit down and design an awesome movie plot. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Austin, you. Austin's Christmas in 3D is like one of the best things you'll ever watch this Christmas. Austin's Christmas in 3D. The Pornhub like, remake <laughs> would be really easy. It's just Aston's. Should we start the podcast? Yeah, let's start the podcast. Let's start the podcast. (laughs) Welcome to Cinema Architects, everybody. I'm Robbie. I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Nate. And we're back at you with another movie idea today. From? From? Is it from Nate? Nate. Is it me? I don't think it's Nate. It's me. I can go into the the vault. No, Nate. The Disney vault of Joshua Highly Ideas. That's okay. You know, I'm looking in the vault. It's a little bear. It's a little bear. Nate, okay. go for it. Okay. It's your, it's so your time to shine. I oh, you want... know, there's something back. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. It's the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, up on the shelf. What do you know? <laughs> Guess next time, Nate. Um, no, I. my idea was a Western for this week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. The old West. All right, so I'll try to pitch it as best I can. I thought very long, very it's hard Westworld. on this. Okay. It's, it's Westworld. Now, remember, yes. it, does, it doesn't have to be a robust pitch. I'll try to keep it light enough for you guys to uh, give jump us, in. Give, give us give some, some room. wiggle yeah, room. Okay. Give us some wiggle All room. Right. Give these old cowpokes a little Roman space. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. This Western episode is going to be choice. <laughs> the quality stylings. Okay, so you can really see our range. Oh no! And we are in fact home on this range. Is that your idea? Yeah, it's basically the idea. No I kidding. took the lyrics from Home on the Range, and Terrific. it's a movie. Now. That's phenomenal. So we have to have a, a location where the deer and the antelope can play. Like that is that's okay. probably the key part of the story. Mm, sounds like a major plot point. Yeah, major plot point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just go. Just okay. go. What's your second idea? How about your backup? <laughs> My backup Western idea is this. So we start off um, in a prison where we have a classic kind of outlaw in jail sort of scene and. He gets broken out of this prison by either, and I'm not really gender specific on this, it could be either a young man or a young woman, probably about in their 20s, breaks him out of prison and they go on a Western adventure together. Now, the backstory, the subplot to all of this being that the son or daughter character that I'm thinking about, her father is like the Jesse James of this world. Like he is the notorious guy, robbed all the banks, did all like the big major Western stuff. This is that probably bastard son or daughter, you know, who is now about 20 and their father died at about age 10. So they've, they've lived without the father character in their life for about 10 years. The nasty Jesse James type father character. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And And they died when the child was 10. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I don't know if I misspoke or something, but thank you. I was making a joke. Oh. Because obviously you cannot sire children at 10. That's true. That's very true. Unless in this I world mean, you I hope can. not. I hope not. Maybe in this world In you this can. crazy Western fantasy world, is it a Western fantasy? Are there... It could be. Elves? <laughs> it could be. Well, I'll get into that. There's, there's ten, pregnant 10-year-olds there's running an around. <laughs> there's an aspect that I want in it, but like it, it'll be very hard to do. What can you want beyond pregnant 10-year-olds? Uh, not much. <laughs> Just kids fighting each other. Vir- virile 10-year-olds? Virile? 
Virile. All the dictionary words you learn on this very insightful program. Dick. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So... This, nice. this, that's a nasty I'll give laugh. a name of the character. I'm going to call her a girl. I'm just going to say Sarah. From now on, Sarah is the daughter of Jesse James. Cool. Yeah. Not actually Jesse James, Sarah but Jesse James. James. Sarah James. So Sarah a, breaks out somebody who worked with her father in you know, her father's past because Sarah is doing a new job where she has to go out into like the Badlands or something. Like just like picture Tatooine oh, yeah, levels of in nothing. North Dakota. He does that with his again. Yeah. He does that. I, I do that sometimes. That. Anyway. Nodak. A little bit of Nodak goes a long way, you know? <laughs> well, it's a long way. Sarah Nodak, no guff. James. <laughs> Let's hear the rest. Okay. So she breaks him out of jail and um, they escape to, you know, further away from the jail, obviously. I, I didn't really think that far out. <laughs> You mean they don't just run around the corner and hide? We're out. We're free. Now what? I don't know. Close enough. A little storage. Uh, so yeah. they break out of the jail. The jail is in the city, and they go out to the rolling landscapes of the Badlands or mm. someplace similar. Uh-huh. Right. And they get out there, and um, the guy who got busted out of jail is just like, "What the heck? Like, why'd you break me out?" And she's like, "Well." I have this job. We need to go out. There's a bounty that needs to be collected on this person. Problem is, is this person has been captured by an indigenous tribe out here that plans to sacrifice them to, like, some weird deity or something. And that's the part where we'll have to discuss a little bit further on that point. Anyway, moving on. But, you know, he's like, you're the only one who knows the lay of the land. So that's why I had to break you out so we could go out there, capture this person back, rescue them, I guess, so that they can be basically killed again but by the person who really wants them dead it's almost like um, i don't care that this indigenous tribe got them i want to hang them go out there and get this person okay so it's this it's this um daughter character or son character riding off with somebody who knew her or his father personally so along the way they get to find out through him what their father was like because they really only knew him up to about age 10 so they don't really have that many memories of the guy um, so it's kind of a little bit of a journey of self-discovery in a way, although at the same time, the main objective is to go get this person before they're sacrificed in front of this, you know, indigenous tribe out in the middle of nowhere and bring them back. So is this guy who's getting killed or hung, is it the guy who killed her father? It could be. It seems a little coincidental. It could be. I didn't think of it in that case. I literally thought of it as just... Um, it's almost it's a MacGuffin. It's a thing that they're trying to do. It's it's kind of peripheral to the story the, in a way. The sacrifice is uh, the the person who's being sacrificed. Okay. I mean, like they're not really going to drive or move the plot other than hey, we need to get this thing and bring this thing back this back. way. Okay, but so, I mean, if it could be interesting, what the motive is behind that because oh, that could. could also drive the plot. Yes, I mean, I enjoy the fact. I, I enjoy. Uh, we're gonna say. It's a young woman. That's that's what I'm okay, going with, and that's, that's what I'm picturing in my mind right now. Yeah, sure. So we're going with a young woman and this Sarah. old Sarah. Yeah, we'll do it. Sarah and this old gruff guy, mm. and so you have that um, 
You, oh, fuck. So how words. old is this old gruff no. guy, by the way? Is he like 50s or like Clint I was, Eastwood? I was putting him, yeah, more 50s. Like he's still in, in action. Like okay, he's still yeah. very, very, I mean, maybe not quite his prime, but not too far away from the prime either. Sure. Whereas this, this girl character that we're talking about, the daughter, I'm putting her at about age 20. Right. Or so. Okay. So she's like just like at the start of her career, whereas he's kind of like middle aged. I mean, not super old, but not definitely not her age either. Um, and they go out to capture this um, this person. Well, yeah, save this person. I'd like to say save, but they're going to bring them back to be killed. Right. And that I thought was an interesting. Wait, 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 wait. So they're they're going to an indigenous tribe. Yes. Plucking the person from the, the tribe. Sacrifice. Yes. In order to bring them back. To be killed. To be killed. Yes. I want to say they're not a sacrifice. I want to say this tribe also hates this person and just wants him dead. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I don't, the sacrifice, I don't want to... Well, and plus, I don't appropriate I feel in a weird like way. indigenous people in America, I feel like mostly did not... And that was the thing. Unless you go south. If we were to make this movie, I would not. I would. I would make this a completely fictitious, completely no, right? Not based on any actual. Because I I thought I was like, well, the fact that you want the indigenous people to be quote unquote the bad guys is kind of like. But I don't think they are the bad guys in this. It's just I feel like they just want him dead. You know, like they're just killing an asshole who's killed a bunch of them. That's right, and they want to do it. In a ceremonious way, I can reconcile that. Yeah, yeah. I can. That, that that's totally kind of like our court sense. system, but more. I don't know, not so Europeanized. You know, right? Right. Yeah. They just they found everybody in the tribe is like, yeah, this guy needs to die, but we're gonna they're, do a public. Yeah, we'll do it the proper it. public way. Yeah. Or kind of like a, a rival group. Yeah, they're not right. bad. They're just. They have the same desire. Right. Now they're competing for it. Exactly. Right. But the reason that uh, Sarah and old dude want the guy is because they want to bring him back and give him justice the right way, which would be the, through the American court system or whatever, or the Wild West law way, right? Is that right? I, I mean, was going yeah, more prairie justice. Honestly. Prairie yeah, justice. even that, their way is weird. I mean, I both say, ways they should are not, not be, great. They should not be the heroes. Yeah, these two right. characters, they should, they're basically outlaws. She's the daughter of an outlaw, and she just broke out another outlaw to help her do some shady stuff sure. basically. Right, but I like the relationship between them. Mm-hmm. Relationship was the word I was trying to look for because I can't do things. Words are hard. <laughs> Words are hard. Um and then also the relationship between them and the law because I'm assuming the law is also going after and them. And that was the fun part was on one hand as you're going out there and you're battling the elements and like you take camp and like there's a rainstorm and then like the old guy wakes up and he's like do you hear that? And she's like what? The rain? He's like no, someone's walking around out there, you know. Ooh. Holsters, Ooh. unholsters his gun, clicks the hammer back, and he goes Hell out yeah. there into the rain. And the girl just sits there, like, in the cave, like, and all you just hear is rain. And she's just, like, sitting by the fire, and she slowly takes out her gun as well. And, you know, and they're being followed by rival um, outlaws who are also trying to collect this bounty. Wait, what? Everybody just hates this guy? No, no, no. It's it's this person who really hates them bring oh. them back. It's like, I don't care who fucking does it. So like, there's a, there's I will a bounty. pay top dollar. It's a bounty. Okay. Go out here and get her back here ASAP. And so get her back, whoever it could. I just or the guy that she got out of jail. So it's basically bounty hunters going after the guy who she broke out of jail. I was picturing no the the, the person who's who was the sac the, the person captured by the indigenous the person tribe. everybody's going after that one. Everybody there's going also after. other bounties on his 
on no. They're all going after the, the same, same bounty, bounty on that guy. He's got a big. They're bounty. all going after the same bounty right. for this person being captured yes. by the indigenous uh-huh. people. Yeah, not, not the guy that she busted out of jail. Which no, is no, no. I know, saying. I know. Yeah. Okay. So okay. these bounty hunters are going after this asshole. The indigenous people are also trying to kill this asshole. The, yes. This girl is trying to kill this asshole yes. with another one. Yes. And then the law is going after her because she broke out him out of jail but yes. also the law is probably going after this guy too potentially well, yeah because isn't well, that what the no. bounty is for that's why they put out bounties i thought the bounty would be more so no i think a private i think it's a private yeah okay. Okay. i think it's a gang i mean in reality the probably US not or but something? yeah i think it's a gang so yeah so then it's not the law is going after this guy too i don't think or the law maybe, cares about maybe the this law guy. does go after this person but they're like sorry like they're out in the middle of nowhere with the indigenous people like we're not going to deal with it. their jurisdiction and that's why he hired the bounty hunters to go out and he's like go get her because the, the law will not so then if they have to go to different right. towns different municipalities would have interest in him exactly but they wouldn't be able to do anything they wouldn't i mean they could do something but they're not no really motivated to step outside of no okay let's just say this guy probably did some shitty things to other shitty people so the law is kind of like eh whatever you know what yeah now if i could just throw a curveball in here kind of um it i I like this whole this this movie is obviously very character driven right okay robbie are we are we going back to the curveball list? No, I'm just using a freaking <laughs> like are we, are we pulling a out curveball, folks. <laughs> Robbie Darling. Are we pulling out the original OG Cinemarchitect no, curveball list? It's on the moon. He's, He's winding up. <laughs> He's a robot. <laughs> it's on the moon. He's throwing the pitch and the movie's on the moon. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> I would I'm just sorry. like it if there was some more um like He's gone to the dark side of the moon. <laughs> we can't follow. <laughs> Please continue. Space cowboy. Like your your idea with the, the scene with the rain and everything, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. Makes me think it would be cool if there's lots of really neat scenes or locales that they visit or something. Like the yes. rain scene would be oh, one yeah. of them. Maybe, and this is just like a cliche I'm pulling out of my hat here, but like, <laughs> like freaking, uh, like they go to a, a really small town and it's actually all cannibals or something. Or, you know, that's like... Over cheese, right? I, I had Odyssey esque. I had some ideas. Is that a Western cliche? As far as that cliche? is concerned, and that's not a Western cliche. It's just what? Oh, the cannibal thing? Yeah. What? It's kind of like a, a, a freaking. What, what Westerns of cannibals? Uh, looks like they're all gonna eat us, partner. <laughs> Lock and load. It's just like a. It's just like a small rural community thing that happens a lot, right? Yeah, you know. It's like, you know, just eating people. Like little places in no big real thing. life. You're not getting the Those metaphor. little small towns in North Dakota. They gotta eat something. Right? I gotta Austin? eat some. I eat people every day. I mean, you're from there. Yeah. You know. oh, so we're in we're in 1920s Western Russia. Exactly. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> this makes sense. I'm confused. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so cannibals aside, I did think of some <laughs> things to happen along this journey. Great, thank it. you. Save me from this cannibal hell that <laughs> I've thrown myself into. So for one, we did kind of eat your life there. For one, the journey oh. is gonna be battling the elements. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, we have some interesting things. I mean, maybe not a sandstorm. Maybe you could do a sandstorm or like a dust storm of something. You you have torrential rain where it's like we gotta go back in the cave right now or whatever. So, so they're in this exact same situation, right? Except it's not raining, and they're like, you hear that? Yeah, it's just the sound. No, wait, listen. It's a sandstorm. 
<laughs> Who's making? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you hear that? That was the wind. It's the wind. The wind's breaking. Oh my god! Oh my. That's what we'll call it. Outlaws to the end: colon breaking wind. <laughs> So you're just gonna you're just gonna get me out of jail and break wind? <laughs> what was that? Oh yes, yes. That is this a Tyler Perry film? So if I make it this a little more back to yeah, back on track. Yeah, okay. Sorry, do that. Okay, so we're battling the elements as previously mentioned. However, the part with the rain, I pictured, okay, let's throw another character into the story. Let's mix up this pot, because we're thinking it's going to be two people. Let's now make it three. Third person has been following them. Mm. This third person is somebody who kind of pseudo-raised this girl, the daughter, for a couple years. And she's just like, hey, like, I'm your quote-unquote legal guardian. I'm coming with you on this journey, whether you like it or not, to quote-unquote look after you, even though we all know that's not the real reason she's there, or he, whoever. Uh-huh. They want to also collect on some of that sweet, sweet bounty money. Maybe they really, really know the land, and so the other two are kind of relying on that one person. Could be. A lot. Yeah. Could be. Maybe that person talks to themselves. And I, I, this is fucking Gollum. Get Gollum. out of here. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. But I thought the idea was so precious. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, and then... No, I, I do like the idea of, of a third person joining yeah. in. I think that could be cool. So then I thought you could do then... They, they keep going, and they're just like, well, what is this? Is this a town? I don't and remember they, there being a town on this map. And they like, keep going, and then five more people join them? No, no, no. All hateful no, people. No, 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 no. They get to a ghost town. Shut up. It's a ghost town. It's completely empty. Okay. All the buildings are vacant. Everything's like really creepy and like kind of like what the heck. But then the old guy who got, we gotta give him a name. Let's just call him John. John who got busted out of the jail. John, you know, from the very beginning, busted out of jail. He's just like, yeah, well, okay, hang I'm on. Say John. Hang on here, character, girl, daughter, person. Sarah. 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 We She's said the one Sarah. who actually he literally said Sarah. Okay. He's like, okay, Sarah, don't go into the general store over there. And she's like, why? He's like, because there's a lantern in there. And so then, like, they both get out their guns and they're like looking around and it's an ambush. There's like 20 other like people there and they fight them off. So you get the big action scene. But then the ending of that is where you're just like, well, wait a minute. How did they all know we were going to be out at this town? Did somebody, i.e., maybe this third person that just came with, plan this? And then it's gone. Could be. I don't know. Like, just like, throwing ideas out there just okay. to make a little more intrigue on the way to getting this person. Because, like yeah, I said, and then, uh, yeah. then they're like, was it this person? And they look over the cliff and there's cr- crumbs of bread and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, what if the third person. Okay, so maybe maybe for a lot of the movie, we establish that these two people are very careful, cover their tracks, mm-hmm. do what they need to do. They do their due diligence. Now, this third person joins. Sloppy as all get out. They're so sloppy. And it, that's what leads them to the that's what leads to the ambush is because this person was just a sloppy oh like they're, sloppy walking, go they're walking down the stairs and all of a sudden like her foot or that person's foot smashes through like a board and like uh oh and then all of a sudden everyone hears where they're at and they all rise up and start just but see I hate that trope because then I'm like oh, the sloppy you don't sloppy boy the slo- yeah because then it's like yeah, you don't boy, need this trope. you don't need this person in your group you can kick them out you know like well, yeah but they haven't I don't know. 
I just and like Austin kind of has a point I here. Think, like I hate that too. Yeah, I, but it's like, the reason like, they're there they're, though is because she plays the I'm your legal guardian. Remember everything I've done for you. And the Sarah character is like, yeah. I no, guess. Sarah's Sarah's. Oh, like a hard, gritty person as well. I mean, and she don't give a fuck. Here's the thing. All right. Yeah, they, the the two can kick the third out, the sloppy boy out, but the damage could be done. I mean, if they've been so sloppy as I seem to suggest, maybe it's a one strike you're already, out. Kind of thing. like it's just that quick, and it's right. that it's one not- strike you're out of here. We don't need you in our club. I mean, yeah, because then you don't have that, like, really annoying, yeah. like, oh, it's, like, the third freaking time you've done this and they're still in the movie at this point. Like, what right. are you doing? So, Well, no, yeah, I don't want that. Right. I don't want that at all. But I'm just thinking, A, they're in the middle and probably in the middle of nowhere. Basically. It's like, no, you go over to that. You you keep you keep walking. What what? <laughs> Where are they gonna go? Like yeah, it's the no, middle of nowhere. It's safety in numbers, yeah. I would imagine. I would imagine there's probably some compelling reason for them to be there. True. I don't know. Maybe they know the, it, the yeah. indigenous 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 people better. Maybe they have a okay. weird like. I've traded with them in the past, and they they know me and they trust me. I can talk this out. We don't have to. There doesn't have to be any violence. I can just go in there and like. We can get this girl peacefully, really quickly. No issue. Could be a trading partner. Could be. And that could just be a lie that they're saying, and they don't actually know anything. Mm. But, but, you know, you don't know that till you get there. I feel like, no, no, I feel like it's a trading person, and they, they're not lying. They are, they actually trade with this indigenous people, but they're also just in it for any sort of money. Well, yeah. You know, so like, so something happens where they're like, oh, these people are like, they're going to give me more money than I'm not getting anything from these people. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to not, maybe not betray them, but like. I'm not going to help them out as much. Like, They're a traitor and a traitor. Sure. Uh-huh. So maybe, they, maybe they've been purposely leaving bread, metaphorical breadcrumbs for these bounty hunters because the bounty hunters struck a deal with them and, and was like, well, we'll <laughs> give you half the money. Yeah, where well, you're wondering if this third person like is you know, leaking information to all the other people in the area trying to also get this bounty where you're just like, I can't trust them. I just had an interesting idea. What if Sarah and company, whoever the guy is, we never named John. John. Oh, John. That's right. So Sarah, Sarah, John, John. Sarah and John. Whoever the third person is. Okay. So Sarah, Sarah and Zeke. Zeke. Maurice. That's such a Western name. Maurice. He's French. He's a French trader. He's a flash. I can dig it. (laughs) So Sarah and John have made made it this far mm-hmm. because Sarah got everything she knows from this trader, this other person that, that she lived with. Yeah. So because of that, that's how the third person found them because the third person was with their party and they scouted ahead. And because Sarah learned everything from her, they followed the same path. They followed, they, they knew to follow the same clues and they just oh, happened sure. to intersect. They, they intersected. So, because this this third person has gone ahead, because they've, because they're you know they're both kind of coming from the same, you know they're cut from the same cloth. Yep. They follow the they same happen, path. They, kinda, they yeah, intersect, um, and then the group is behind her, right? So the group is behind the third person. Yep. Third person doesn't say anything about it, and so the third person is using the resources of Sarah and John to help. The efforts of the thir- of the group of the group. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes perfect sense yeah. to me. 
and then you could have some some nice sentimental i don't want to say flashbacks but you could you could you could tie it back to the past a little bit no i like that. that that was the idea was like every time you have one of these scenes you could have like a flashback or something that kind of ties a weird narrative plot to the jesse james character yeah doing something similar and just showing the dichotomy between Sarah's choices and her father's choices, how some of them are very similar. Some are very different. I don't know. Idea. Um, but I like cool. that. I like that. But eventually they get to this, the person who's been captured. Um, and, uh, yeah, they basically escape with that person. And so now you have the indigenous people also kind of chasing in a way, where it's like, oh, well, let's make camp. Well, I don't know. They could be following us, blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot of distrust there. And you finally get back to the city to where this person is supposed to, you know, be handed off and they're going to divvy out the bounty. But then we find out that it's not the third person that's been leaving breadcrumbs, even though we think it is. It's John. It's John. Oh, oh I like that plot twist a lot. John, John how, did, how did he get that? How? Well, he got busted out. He knew that Sarah needed him to basically be the surveyor to get through this unknown wilderness to get to this area. He knew all that. So he set up. He said, we're going to go through here. We're going to be there. Meet us there. If you have to, you know, do this, do that. And that's why he warned Sarah about the lantern. He's like, oh, there's a lantern in there. Like, get your gun out. Be careful. Because he's like, I still needed her to get through the next part. And then, yeah, basically the whole time just like saying... Why are we trusting this third person? This is what you, you don't need more people in your life. Posses get you killed. That's why you got to be a lone gunslinger like me, like blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the end. And he's just like, I told you, you shouldn't have trusted anybody or whatever. Mm. And like, ta-da. So then we get the yeah. classic mono e mono gunfight in the street mm. between Sarah John and, and Sarah. John. Ooh, I like that. Nice. Thereby I, effectively killing the only link to her father because he's the only one who uh, knows much about him. She's killing her past. In a way. I got it. I like that. Let the past die. I like that a lot. Kill it if, if you, you have, have to. to. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to I want to add something in there. So when they go to the indigenous tribes, the the village, mm-hmm. um, or a city, who knows? Whichever, I don't know. I whatever. Mean, yeah, whatever. I'm very they're, they're a town. Their town, or <laughs> I don't know. But they get there. I think. Sarah, maybe not so much John, but Sarah's like, you know what? I'm gonna talk. To, I'm not just gonna break out this person like i want to talk to these people and be like hey like i deserve to kill this guy more and you want to see the same thing yeah you know and i think she goes in there she's trying to talk to them and then they're trying to show her like you know your justice is just the same as our justice like whatever and they have this conversation while they're having that conversation during the night somehow the bounty hunters, they show, they up. show up and get the guy. And they're like, I and thought they're, you said this would be a deal between us. And they're like, they're not with us. And like, oh, you lie. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then they go out and then they, then Sarah and John are chasing that, ch- that chasing, they're chasing, chasing them. They're, they're chasing them. Yeah. They're chasing them. The indigenous people are kind of like, whatever, you know what? Fuck this. Like, like there's, there's, there's they put much. up chase, but like not there. Yeah. Far. They're just like, whatever. He's going to die anyways. Yeah. Done with him. And so they're, but they're still going after him. They get to the bounty hunters. John kills them all. Oh. Basically. Yeah. He kills them all. They finally oh, get man. this guy. They bring the guy back to the town yeah. and that's where he's like, I'm bringing him into bounty. And Sarah's like, what the fuck? Like, I thought we were I in this we were together. And yeah. Then, okay. yeah. So, just a note. I'm just trying to to paint a picture in my mind here. 
of the bounty hunters coming in. So did you say night? Was this like an evening thing? Yeah, when they okay. when they come in and break them out, it's, yeah. a, it's during the function? night. So, yes. so it's like they're having that conversation, and I just I'm trying to imagine this really cool shootout. Uh, John and Sarah are on the side of the indigenous people, shooting out at these incoming bounty hunters, and so there's like there's like people moving in and around, and it's like these two people who are right a little mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the indigenous people and Sarah are not they're not happy right now because they don't believe her. They're like, oh no, I'm sorry, John and Sarah are they? Well, no, not right now. They don't, not not, not yeah, right now. Yeah. They're still... There could be rising tensions within this group of like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I knew this was going to happen. We should have just done it my way. We didn't have to do all this okay. talking. We would have been done in a second. You're going to get us killed. I'm right. too old. I'm not going to die out here in the middle of nowhere because yeah. you want to do this peacefully. Maybe right. we, the audience, know that John is a traitor. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. No, no I, 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 like think, I think I like, I like keeping it at the end, yeah. Oh, it's at the very end. Yeah. Well, not, yeah, well, close to the end, yeah. All right, never mind then. But anyways, I like the I like the idea that they're the village is trying to defend themselves and those two are trying to defend themselves. Yep. And there's these assholes coming in. Yeah. yeah I'm no, just no, trying no, to imagine that scene where there's like rushing oh, yeah, this that's, and that. And I think that scene and then the scene where he kills all the bounty hunters, they kind of, they're, they're one after another. Mm-hmm. Like this is the big action climax that we get. And then the end is him being like, I'm bringing him into bounty mm-hmm. and takes him away. And maybe leave Sarah out in the desert. Could, but then she eventually has, she's got to find she gets her way it. back. No, no, then she gets there. Yeah. I mean, maybe Maurice, they got lost somehow, but then he found her again and he's like, okay, we, we're going to go into town. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could do that. I also think Maurice should be uh, translating because otherwise he's useless. He could. Yeah, no, he, he really could. You could do that way where, like we said, he's, he's the trading guy in between the indigenous. He's one of the few, if only people who's ever really made peaceful contact with them. Right. Because he's not trying to completely trick and swindle them. He's made friends with them and whatnot. Right. Um, he's a trader, but he's still a trader. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is. He is a traitor. But yeah, only among, I guess, strangely, not the indigenous people, which is actually kind of refreshing, I think, because it's typically how movies portray it is like, oh, we'll just. So maybe when he's translating, he's actually not telling him what Sarah wants. That him could to be. Tell him. And, and you could you could either show like Sarah says this and then his subtitles are completely are different. different or you could just like leave it like. Is he saying what she's I saying? I think I like so that. Like, I like it not having no subtitles. subtitles. Yeah. It's like that scene Prometheus, Robbie, when they're talking to the, the engineer and David translates, but you're never sure if David is saying exactly what is supposed to be oh, said. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the Prometheus guy, like, kills everybody. Yeah, he just like, kills everybody because he's mean and evil. He's big and scary. <laughs> big God. jockey guy. Space God. jockey. Space. Anyway. <sighs> I remember the only thing that just stuck in my mind was, is like, I know the last line that's going to spur this mono a mono gunfight out. Oh, the do it, do it, do it. Say it. Or it's just like, you want to know about your father? He's just like, he was a good man. He was one of the best in this job. And he only died because he got sloppy. And he only got sloppy because he was too busy taking care of you. Oh, Yeah, so, and then... That specific song we'll be playing. Basically. (laughs) But I wanted a climax in this where there's almost like nobody gets anything, really. She doesn't get the bounty because John took the bounty or whatever. And they're not going to... No, and she's going to kill John and there's nothing going to be gained from killing John. And like... I mean, basically everything... 
everything is back to square one. She basically grows into being a bitter, jaded outlaw like her father. Like her, mm, mm-hmm. and that sets up for the sequel. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, Prairie no. Justice Two. <laughs> Prairie Justice Two. Gone with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I know I like that though I think and you definitely you see that in her emotion at the end where she's like you know this lit none of this mattered I don't know yeah. why I did this I don't know what the fuck we've been doing for the past what probably 10 days We're I like, mean it takes yeah. a long time to go anywhere and then she's just like and maybe she's this saying this with tears in her eyes yeah. as she's huddling over the body of John as he's like just bleeding out in the streets uh-huh. coughing his lungs out just like no, why did we cry. do any of this she can't cry. No crying. No, she can't I, don't cry. no I don't think she cries. Okay, a lot of yeah. emotion, no tears. Yeah. Okay, but by emotion, I mean just like stressed, strenuous, just like, you have any I think idea? she's bitter. Like, what were you doing? Bitter. Bitter. I think bitter, she's bitter. stressed. But B- she's, bitter could be the chief emotion. I like that. Yeah. Not, she just, but not letting go. Not really okay. opening up. Okay. No. So yeah. still very much and, just and, uh, in the center. You could, I think you could confuse her emotions with her being frustrated that the job isn't going right yeah okay honestly not any attachment to him i think she starts out with a lot of emotions i think that she she's all over the place right away and then at the end she's just this bitter bitter person and doesn't Mm. give a fuck anymore yeah that's how i wanted it to end is i wanted her to, to become that stereotype trope of like the you know the really scary outlaw doesn't say a word when they walk into the bar and everyone's like kind of scared because they've seen some shit you know and this is kind of that quote unquote origin story to an outlaw. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now one nuance I'd like to have cleared up when when she's standing bitter over the dying body of John, he he can't say anything. Right? No, like he's coughing his. I don't up. want him to have a single fucking no. word. Yes. I want it to look like yes. he's trying to say something, but he doesn't get to say anything because he's like, coughing up too much blood. Literally, yeah, yeah. Can we have cool. one more where she literally shoots him in the head? Can she please Put him just out of his misery, shoot him just, in the head? Just as she's sitting there after she gets yes. done with her monologue of what did this all mean? And then she just... Yes, because then she just... she's That's it. Like, this is the full change. And this. I don't want it to cut away either. I want no, it to no. be like one clean... Bow. Or you could do like a close up where you got the emotion of like he's like holding his chest bleeding out. Close up of her face as she's like giving this a monologue, whatever. Like two shot of the both of them and it's just silent. And then we cut to a long shot where you just see like the two of them out and you know the long, like it's the town and it's like the little two people and you just like can see her just take out the gun, yeah, and like hold on the echo of that nice gunshot. big wide and shot. then the credits credits roll. slowly roll up uh, over the top of yeah. it. Or? Oh yeah, over the top of it, <laughs> yeah. just like the old westerns. Okay, <laughs> so I have two ideas and they're both in the same interest. So my interest is to flatten out the arc a little bit. That's fair. It gets a little convoluted at times. And what I, well, so what I mean by that is I don't, I, I guess I don't, I don't know. Part of me doesn't want it to be a movie about a complete transformation. I don't That's want this fair. to be no, no, and no, a princess it, diaries. I don't think it needs to be Batman yeah, Begins. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I like the idea that we're seeing the tail end of the arc. Yeah, and even, okay. you know, with with Maurice, with maybe John, you can have discussions about how she is transforming. But we see her, uh, we see her after kind of a point of 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 breaking, a breaking yes. point. Okay. So we, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. when we when we see her, she's put together, but she is hard. Like she is yeah. stern. She's made of stern stuff. Yeah. And we, I think, I like establishing. I, I'm, I just, I guess my, my point is I'm, 
we see a lot of movies that just kind of take a a, a weaker woman and and all of a sudden and, she's a hard ass know, at the end. Right, yeah. Correct. Like I, 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 I like agree. that she's just I, a hard I ass. totally agree. I want she's a woman of her world. Exactly. I don't yeah. want it to yeah. be where like it's Bruce Wayne in the beginning and at the end, oh now he's Batman. Like right. no, it should be the same person. They've just gone through a little bit of a journey. Not that that defines exactly who they are. I, it's I like their their final crucible that def- then Yeah exactly. Yeah. Then I they agree. get to that point. And, and I guess that's what I was kinda of, I mean I she is a woman of the West, yes. you know, and yeah, I think yeah. that's what she is right away. But I mean, she's not this hard outlaw until the end of that movie. Maybe less cynical, maybe, less jaded, less bitter. I would say, yes, still hard. she was in that process going into this film. But I think that this is showing her complete transformation. Like this not, is her not, stepping outside of the law. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So another part of that for me was... Um, I was wondering what would happen if we were find her shooting John and killing him. I I was I was thinking that if you make it obvious that he should die. Like he's going, you know, maybe he gets shot in a way that like he's not going to survive this. Yeah. You know, but that her decision is do I let him die naturally from this or do I just end it? And that's that and we let thing. her revel a li- it, it, the decision is too easy for her. To kill, the decision. Think about it. She just pulls. It's out. not really much of a thought, and that's fair. We kind of, maybe we know, but maybe maybe it's just a little too easy. She almost revels in it. She's like, yeah. So whatever. so she has her monologue, and and yeah. then when she's done, as soon as she's done, she pulls out the gun and pulls the trigger. Yeah, I suppose you could do it that way. I mean, because I think that monologue is kind of. Like that's important It is important I I agree I think the only pause you give Is John's rebuttal Which is like two gurgles And then she just You could show her Rolling her eyes or something And then just Done Like I'm not gonna listen to this I'm not There's no point Listening to you I guess my What I was trying to refine Was the injury I suppose Well that's making that decision Like I guess you could wait. I mean, he's probably not going to survive, but I guess you could. You, you could, could wait make it where it's like a chest, where it's like ambiguous. Like, well, maybe you could get him to a doctor, or maybe if like. Well, I was thinking. I even still kind of want the decision to, to to most people would be like, yeah, okay, you know, it makes sense that you'd shoot him. Okay, but I, you know, like a little ambiguity, but still yes, kind yeah. of leaning toward one. Yeah, I agree. But it just the the point is to get to to show a little bit of. A little bit of uh, she she makes the decision yeah. quicker than the audience would have. Is Perhaps yes, that, okay. yes. It, yep, that's what yep. I was trying to. I say. I like that. Yeah, what okay. were you trying to say? I was just saying that maybe it's even an injury that he could have survived. Maybe it's his his shooting arm. Like it's just his arm, and he's could've like been. ah, like ah, like I can't do anything. And like a she, racehorse. And she, right, down. like they literally. <laughs> right. Put it down. But like. But the audience would be like, well, oh, we need more gonna- glue at the homestead. <laughs> I'll never sorry, be able please. to play Duck the, Hunt again. <laughs> the audience will be like, that should be his name. Duck, duck Hunt? Hunt? Duck. No. <laughs> no, stop. No, call me Duck. <laughs> John Duck. John Duck. John Duck Thibodeau. It's Ledoux. Thank <laughs> you very much. God. No, but the audience is like, he can live. Like, it's just a shot in the arm. And she decides that no. No, she can't. Like it's not. It's not her. It's not. Yeah, it's not her giving him peace. It is her saying you're 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 dying, and so that's why. That's why I don't think he should be dying. I think he just should be hurt, and like on the ground. Well, yeah. 
That that swung the needle farther than I wanted to swing it, I think. Because either way, they're in the mano y mano, and she does the first wound anyway. Sure. So then, yeah, just like finishing what you started in a sense. Because you were in the... I mean, if I ever got in a mano y mano, my intent would be to kill. I mean... God you help me if I ever... monster. I am sorry, but no, I so kill. Yeah. And we're in a Western movie. Like, this is what you we're do. We're in a Western movie. Well, well, then, or would the better no, thing be that he has a terrible no injury and she just leaves him? There is no gunshot then. What do you she think just, about that, Josh? She, she just no gunshot? No gunshot. And he'd walk just, off and let him just like choke himself to death with yeah. his own blood and spittle. I think if you don't do gunshot, there needs, I mean... There's less closure that way. I suppose, because then we don't know closure. if he actually dies. Yeah. I think... Okay. We need to see a body. I kind of like it. What I would what I would do is... And I'm really keen on how he gets injured. Uh, I would... <laughs> yeah, I would, just... I would make it so that there is a chance of survival. Maybe it's a shot to the arm or leg. Uh, but she, he's not going to survive without her help. And so what her decision ends up being is that he... She tosses a water skin... Right, and she tosses maybe a couple things. Okay, I'm helping you. Like I'm, I'm giving you stuff from my supplies, but I can't just sit here and nurse you. And then she just bends and then over, she and lights him a cigar, and walks off. Drops the water skin. Maybe a couple. What are the keep on the west? A couple beans. So we're not doing a gunshot. Beans. Well, no, you got that's what you guys said. Well, I that's how. Just, that's just how I idea. would justify. I like the gunshot better myself. I, I'm, I'm okay with I'm the gunshot. partial to the gunshot. Okay, then we're good. Actually, we're going you know, back. We're going back to the gunshot. If you want, I though, I thought of a coda in which, because like I said, no one should get anything. There should be no moral high ground or anyone like in the right in this story. I think that, I, and I don't know how you justify it, but you have to find a way that this Maurice character or whoever also is an ass and also just like, you know, like, I know you technically didn't just betray me right now, but don't think I didn't forget about whatever happened. So we have the coda mm. where, like, you just hear Maurice, like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, cut to, like, POV bag being pulled off his head. She's delivering him to the indigenous people, like, here you go. Like, I know you were going to do this with somebody. Here's somebody. And, like, rides uh. off into the wind to let him. <laughs> I just, but I thought I'm Maurice sorry. was the friend of the indigenous I'm, people. I, that, and that's the thing where I'm like, I don't know if you I, I'm that. sorry. I really like the idea of the gunshot and then you just pan cut up to and nothing. cut to nothing. That's fair. That's, that's totally it, fair. It's just it, a really nice. It's crisp. more powerful. It'll be the, it'll be the yeah. post-credits uh, uh, stinger scene. No. <laughs> that's the Avengers no, scene. No. Yeah, we're not exactly. doing an Avengers scene. <laughs> What if it's a pan left? Oh, what like about a pan left? right as the gun's about to fire, it just pans left, and then you just hear the gunshot. And or it cuts no, maybe you should. No, Robbie said we shouldn't. You do yeah, that. Robbie literally just said we shouldn't. No, do that. and I didn't say I didn't. That was all Nate. That was all Nate. That was me, guys. I, <laughs> you can still show the myself. gunshot, but like the pan up. I don't know. That's something about that feels trite. Like, what if you just like, like you still have the whole horizon in? I your want frame, the whole frame, and yeah, but it's just like. It just like pans to one side or the other, just to kind of just the movement, just the slow, steady movement to the west. Like it just keeps going. As to the credits roll, you could do that, or that's how you get into the credits. Yeah, no, no, I get, I get it. Yeah, so it's like basically a pan up. Something feels grand about that. You're luck. You're looking at the town. You're kind of looking down the street at that end scene, and then the credits start rolling and the camera starts moving left and it then it just goes into open space basically okay okay i like it call me old fashioned i like the static shot 
You like the static shot? I like the static shot. The Stanley Kubrick, we're going to hold, and I don't give a shit. We're holding on it. It's classic. That's fair. We're getting very tactical. We're painting a picture for the audience. Why not? I mean, so granted, I don't think this movie is character driven. I think it's very much place driven. So it just cuts to black. Just to cut to like no, no, she no, shoots no, no. and then it cuts no, to black. I think no, it's a little no. bit of both character and place. But yeah, sorry, go on. Go yeah, on. well, I mean, I think every movie is character driven. Well, let's get up. <laughs> let's get let's get some closure on this. Okay. I'm curious. Are you, so you're thinking shot, monologue shot, and then it just cuts to black? No, I'm I'm thinking so it's it's the it's monologue and then big wide shot she shoots him and it, it doesn't and, it just, cut to, and the just credits stays. just roll on and top of it and she roll. like walks away and walks off frame or something and then there's just this dead body. Ooh, Ooh that's a very hold on his corpse. That's a very old street. movie thing to do. Yeah, isn't it? I like that. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that's what okay. was going that's in my head. Right. Okay, okay, I that's like what, that. Yeah, for so I think I I think I took a cut from black, cut to black from Austin and the thing whatever you did from you. Right, I didn't say yours is just more calm. So but one of you said it. I what, what did I say? Think anybody I said cut to black. No, one of you said cut to black. I said cut to black. I said cut to black. All right, all right. Okay. I'm sorry, yep, guys. I think I was just holding on that. Okay. Yep. That's okay. fair. Well, do we want to cast this baby? Let's do it. Yeah, let's cast. Sure. Let's do it. Cool. Cue the music. And we're back, and uh, we're ready to cast this thing. I think uh, we've got basically four or five different casting choices here. Josh, why don't you start us out? I will start us out, and I will start us out with the character of Sarah. For Sarah, I have selected, rather, I have cast. I don't even know if she'll accept it. She better. But she's my first callback. Vicky Cripes. So she was in... Oh, Cripes. Oh, Cripes. Uh, <laughs> a little offensive. She was in uh, Phantom Thread. <laughs> And I thought she was great. Was she the main model? Correct. Okay. She was oh, the main model. Okay. And I really like her because she acted with her face a lot. There were a lot of very mm. subtle emotions she showed in her face. Uh, sometimes she would betray herself. Sometimes she would. You would know that something is hidden, but you wouldn't know what. I thought she did a great job. She was. I mean, she was great. And she's a very. Um, she's kind of subtle. She's kind of quiet. Um. She can she can dress up and and look demure and 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 okay. so that's kind of what that I'm was thinking my for question the beginning. Was like, can she do the physicality for this role? I Number one question on Nate's mind: It can she do demure? Can can demure, demure is the quality I'm looking for. <laughs> that's what I need. She can. <laughs> Perfect. She can. So in the beginning, what I'm thinking is that she might. I mean, she kind of starts this movie out. She she looks respectable as she goes along. I think I think Vicky can do kind of weathered. She she can look and it it's in her hair and in her eyes. Her eyes are are kind of they're closed a little bit more. Uh, and like then her hair closed or like what do you mean closed? She looks kind of tired. Like they're they're Weary? not wide open okay. eyes, but they're they're kind of a. I mean, they're just a little more narrow. I would, I not would not the Forrest Whitaker eyes where like one's going no, another thing. No. The other one's like I'm gonna do this thing. Instead. No no okay. not okay. at all. Okay. No, that's Cripes isn't creepy. <laughs> Uh, and then there's something in her hair that just kind of, when it's not like done very nicely, it's kind of like wild, and it's got this, it's got this kind of disheveled quality almost. Without, well, not disheveled, but kind of messy. It just it gets messy in the right way that I want for this movie. Okay. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Uh, I think I she'd be a great Phantom job, Sarah. 
I do gotta Phantom Pain Phantom Thread <laughs> I gotta watch Phantom Thread When I get a chance Kept you waiting huh Oh my leg That's what it was I was like Phantom Your leg's Pain been gone Put it on the list <laughs> Putting it on the list Now Who is on your list For actors For this movie Nate So I chose um, Two of the more Supporting characters Since I didn't pick One of the big Beefy leads And Beefy um, so for my first cast was the Jesse James-ish character, and like this is probably cheating, but I don't care. I was just gonna throw Scott Eastwood in there. Very, very yeah. classic Western. Very. I mean, it's a callback, and that's that's the thing. Was like it's is it's he's a peripheral character. If you see him, it's in like two flashbacks, and it should be like super traditional stereo Western, like almost uninspired in how stupidly of course he's the, he's the John Wayne of this movie kind of Pilgrim. thing. <laughs> but if you want to age him up cuz uh, Scott Eastwood is a little young, if you want to age him up, go with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh yeah, Tom Hardy. Scary, too. gruff. Yeah. Kind of right. outlaw bandito. Right. Bandito. And then for the actual bandito who has been captured and is the bounty of this bountiful film, I have chosen Robert Downey Jr. Wow. Because we've only got to see fun. him in Iron Man forever. <laughs> that, I, want, I want to give him a nice, juicy kind of character thing where he can yeah. just do something different. Yeah, and I, no, I got you. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not going to ask for as much in this one because I know him, you know. <laughs> right, right. He owes me a favor. He owes me a favor. You know, RD. <laughs> Mr. J, come on. Mr. J. Mr. J. <laughs> But I mean, and you could company. you could fulfill that part with anybody. I was like, it could be Jason Statham. That'd be hilarious. Just like random Australian accent guy in the middle of like <laughs> North Dakota. Like, <laughs> but it'd be kind of fun. I think it's cool to give it to someone who could make a lot out of it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I like it. I agree. Nice. Like Foster. All right. Well, I am casting Maurice. Maurice. Yes, and I chose Christoph Waltz for this Ooh. one. Cool. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Tell us why. He was um, already in another Western. I was going to, that was what I was thinking. I was like, okay. He is already in another Western, so we know he can do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that. If you look at my resume, you'll find I've actually done another Western film before. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, plus, it, it just like, <laughs> it's bad as, I mean, he's very foreign, you know? Like, and okay. I want this guy. Oh, <laughs> is he that foreign? Really? Yes. You want a little exotic flavor. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, Maurice is a French thing, is it not? Yeah, yeah I was yeah, thinking yeah. French. Christophe Canadian. is a, is a German No, I know, thing. I know. But okay. like, yeah, but, as but you the can thing hear, is, is I, I am very French. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could play French. I mean, you guys make fun of him all the time, but like, he's, all he's, the time. his voice is not that bad. Mm, no, it's not bad. No, not no. Bad. I love it's, listening to his voice. about that distinct it's, it's very distinct. It's about that distinct. But the distinct. thing yeah. is, it's, it's distinct when he wants it to be distinct. It's not, it, he's not always like that. He can tone it down, but I've, I've watched his episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It is he sounds distinct. Well, yes, like when it's, he's, it's when just he his speaking, normal yeah. voice. Yes. I'm I mean, I like saying, the idea that he's I a think, foreign traitor. Yeah. Of some sort. I think, fine. He doesn't have to be. Do you feel like you're French. on trial, Mr. Fox? Yeah. He doesn't have to be <laughs> fucking French then. <laughs> Where were God. you when you came up with this idea? You Jesus. wanted him to be French. You said Maurice. I did say Maurice, but I also just threw the name out there and then I threw out French because <laughs> you all jumped down my throats again I because he I. was a French flatrator? Threw out Maurice. I, I suppose you're the second one we've eaten alive today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And unfortunately, the last cast member would have been chosen by the first person we ate alive. Have a great night, everyone. No. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just kidding, Robbie. Yeah. Um, Robbie picked John. I picked John, the the big, gruff man. And <laughs> Yes. Yeah. As such, I cast a big gruff man, yeah. and his name is yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh yeah. It oh, is. Now, I like that. For those of us who aren't Nate Allman, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> is uh, is he? That's right, Josh. You did. I know said that. I knew who it Josh was based on know. his IMDb credit. Josh well, he didn't had no react like friggin' that. clue who that was. For yes, me. Yes, what I did. What is this? Uh, this is a guy. Have you ever seen uh, pictures of that guy from The Walking Dead with the baseball bat? Yeah. It's him. Oh, or, the, or the comedian in Watchmen. Okay. Have you seen the beginning of Batman v Superman? Uh, Thomas Wayne. I didn't want He's Thomas to. Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that movie with the mustache and then it's pew, 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 pew. spoilers. Pew. He gets whacked. Spoilers. So yeah, I think he, he really does mean and gritty like mm-hmm. well and all the time. So mm-hmm. there you have it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I like this. Yeah. I like the cast for this film. We have made a good movie, everyone. This now let's terrific. move on to ending Believe the podcast. It. it is time to terminate the that. podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everybody, for bearing uh, with us here um, as we made this wonderful journey through the wild, wild West. It was a wild trek. Wicked. Be sure to listen to us uh, on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcast or uh, rate and review us there uh, and whatever. Um, uh, catch us on Twitter or Gmail, too. Um, hit us up there. We're always glad to interact with our fans. Um, and You can hear us laughing. <laughs> Who cares? Who the fuck we laughed at that a little bit. We would, ab- okay. we would absolutely <laughs> love to. We have many there, fans. We love you. To we talk with anyone about the podcast. Many, many we enjoy it so, so much, and fans. we would love to know what you All guys think. All the fans. Look at Wild Wild West. Oh, Josh West. There it is. Desperado. Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. <laughs> there we go. Thanks for the music for our podcast as well. That comes from Nike Schneid. You can catch his SoundCloud, his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Nike Schneid. It'll be in the description. Sure will. Um, I think that about wraps up the podcast for Cinema Architects. I have been Robbie Darling. And I'm Austin. And I've been Josh West. And I've been Yellow Belly Nate. See you next time. See you, partner. Hey, listeners, if you'd like to reach out to us, please visit us at cinemarks at gmail.com. That's cinemarks, not Karl Marx. Cinema, R-C-H-S, at gmail.com. And if you'd also like to follow us on Twitter, we are at cinemarks as well. Maybe it's on VHS. I I view my home releases exclusively on LaserDisc, actually. Nice. Very hearty cinema. Mm. Did you know that's what it stands for? Baloney. What? No, c- cinema <laughs> no. with an S. <laughs> Shut, you goon. Shut the fuck up.